0: Hello and welcome to the Abbott and Costello Show from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Hey Abbott, what time is it? It's time for the Abbott and Costello Show. We're on the air for ABC here in Hollywood. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go with the Abbott and Costello Show!
2: Yes, it's the Abbott and Costello Show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood for your listening and laughing pleasure with Chuckles with a Carload and music by Matty Malnick. So hold on to your chairs, folks, for here they are, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello.
1: What are you so excited about? You know our new picture, Mexican hayride? Yes. It's Mexican. Th- yeah, it's playing at that theater across the street. And when the women see me in that picture, they, they get so hysterical that every night at 7 o'clock, a woman jumps off the roof of the theater. Yeah? What time is it now? Two minutes after 7. <laughs> she was late tonight. Talk sense. Did your Aunt May see the picture, Lou? Oh, uh, she was sure to, but Uncle Mike played a St. Patrick's Day joke on her. St. Patrick's Day, he took her out to the airport, tied her rope on a plane, and told her to hang on to the other end of it. St. Patrick's Day has <laughs> been gone for a week. Yeah, so has Aunt May.
3: <laughs>
1: your Uncle Mike ought to be ashamed of himself. He's as big a jerk as you are. Uncle Mike ain't no jerk. He's a student, and he's so educated that he can speak 15 languages. Well, uh, he should be happy. He isn't. Aunt May knows how to say shut up, and every one of them. (laughs) But by going to college, Uncle Mike has got a new job. He's going to Egypt to dig up the tomb of Tut and Cayman's daughter. How did they ever give him that job?
3: It says Tut
1: and Cayman. Yeah, he's a stranger. How do you say it? (laughs) How do you say? <laughs> He's gonna dig up the, the, the tomb of Totan Kamiyan's daughter. <laughs> well, Lou, how did they ever come to give him that job anyhow? One night they saw him me. What's that got to do with getting the job? They figured that if he could dig up in me, he could dig up anything. I'll oh, get him. <laughs> Before
2: the boys get any further involved in nonsense, here's a thought that makes good
0: sense.
1: I called your house last night and there was no answer. Where were you? I went to a quiz show, Abbott. One guy won $100 silver dollars. Another guy won $35 silver dollars. I won Dr. IQ's wife. Wait a minute. How'd you win Dr. IQ's wife? He ran out of Snickers. Hello? These quiz shows are amazing. Stop the Music has over $30,000 in the jackpot. I wonder how they get all that easy money to give away. Well, it's easy. They got a drip pen under the Bank of America. Oh, talk sense Don't you listen to any anything but quiz shows? Oh, sure My favorite show is all about Mabel Fuzzleburger <laughs> Who puts that kind of
3: stuff
1: in <laughs> took the come daughter Now I got Fuzzleburger
3: Start
1: <laughs> <laughs> all over Start that again Let's hear that My favorite show Why should I? It was good My favorite show <laughs> Is all about Mabel Fuzzleburger You should have heard it yesterday Her father broke both his legs and her brother Her father broke both his legs and her brother is in a plastic cast. and they were so happy to hear that their Aunt Emma only has to have eight operations instead of 12 It ended when Mabel pushed her husband's wheelchair over the window just in time to see her father get killed by a hit-and-run driver What's the, what's the name of the program? Life can be wonderful Forget about radio I forgot about the last joke yeah. get, out, get out of the house once in a while and Go to the movies My Uncle Mike used to take me to the movies every Saturday Before he had his accident What accident? Uncle Mike ran his car on a telephone pole And cut up both his ears He can't see so good anymore What's getting his ears cut off Got to do with his being able to see? Now he ain't got no place to hook his glasses Laughter I understand that you were in the car with Uncle Mike And and that you got hurt, too Yes I had shooting pains ever since Shooting pains? Mm -hmm. Are they getting any better? No, since I gained all that weight, they're getting worse Why are they getting worse? They got more to shoot at (laughs) You and your Uncle Mike are a couple of nitwits I don't see how your aunt May puts up with them She's not going to put up with them much longer He hits her, and besides that, she found out he's unfaithful He's unfaithful? Yes, he hits other women, too (laughs) I don't know what your Uncle Mike will will ever do if your aunt may ever leaves him Uh, He'll do all right, Abbott, he's got a new invention Your Uncle Mike and his phony inventions None of them ever work Well, he's got one now I can't miss, Abbott It's a thing that when a girl is hungry and thirsty, it feeds her and gives her something to drink What's it called? A man A (laughs) man Well, here I am, fellas, and I'm all ready to go What do you want? Come on, ask me a question so I can win a speed queen washing machine or a mixmaster I'm sorry, fella, this is the Abbott and Costello, and we're not a- allowed to give anything away Oh, you're not? I think I'll give you a good punch in the nose I'm sorry, we're not allowed to accept anything either
2: <laughs> You guys have got to give me better jokes than this or I quit
1: This is Abbott's uncle, folks Why don't you get this guy a job, Abbott, and keep him out of here? Well, I nearly had a job this morning I went over to the department store and applied for a job in a long-underwear department. What happened? They told me they didn't have an opening for me. (laughs) He'd probably have got the job if he'd have kept his trap shut. (laughs) Ah, Abbott, if he don't stay out of here, I'm gonna punch him in the nose. I'll tell you right now. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I'll punch him right in the nose. You're a coward. Well... Aren't you a coward? No You're a a scaredy cat, aren't you? No You're a yellow belly, aren't you? No Try panty waist (laughs) Are are you a panty waist? Yes I thought so I'll bet you couldn't even take candy away from a baby Well, that all depends What do you mean? Boy or girl (laughs)
2: Oh, there you are, Costello. I've been looking for you. You know when you took me home last night, yes. I forgot to kiss you goodnight,
1: yeah.
2: and I'm going to do it right now.
1: Oh, thank Come you. Come here. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Viola. You know when you t- when you hold me in your arms like this and squeeze me tight, I get a knowing feeling in my chest.
3: Is it love?
1: No, my oak's tooth is chewing on my ribs. <laughs> Shame on you, Costello You can't even stand a little squeeze from a girl You're a weak. Now, don't say that, Abbott I'm one of the toughest guys you ever saw I used to be a bullfighter One time I fought a bull and an ox Both in the same ring You did? And I'll never forget it First I charged the bull Then I charged the ox Then I charged the bull Then I charged the ox Hey, wait a minute How, how did you do that? I had a charge account at Bullox Ox. <laughs> And whoever wrote that once gets to the head of the class
2: You sound like a pretty rugged guy, Costello As
1: soon as I get my place, I'll let you know Oh, yes I had a charge accounted Oh, we did that, didn't we? You sound like a pretty rugged guy That's your line I'll say I'm rugged It's gotta be me Doing the whole script. I'll say I'm rudged. Last summer I spent a whole vacation all by myself out in the woods. I, I even learned how to make a fire by rubbing two sticks of wood together. You can make a fire by just rubbing two sticks together? Sure, but one of them has got to be a match. <laughs> Viola, how about you and me stepping out after the show? I got I I I got all dialed up tonight. Just for you Yeah, I
2: noticed that You look awfully cute, Costello And I also noticed That you smell wonderful,
1: too What have you got on? Nothing
3: <laughs>
1: Well, I guess that explains it <laughs> Costello and Viola How about you and me How about you and I Going to the movies tonight Viola? <laughs> Don't go with her Abbott She'll try to take advantage Of you like she did of me
2: What are you talking about Costello Abbott
1: I took Viola to a movie She sneaked down the aisle Ahead of me And stole the bulb Out of the usher's Flashlight
2: <laughs> Why just Just for that crack Costello I'm never going to the movies With you again Anyway You're not my type I prefer men like Gregory Peck and Van Johnson.
1: Oh, yeah. What have I got that they haven't got? Oh, <laughs> What have you got that they haven't got? You got that backwards.
2: That's just the trouble. He's got it backwards.
1: I...
3: <laughs>
1: V.L., uh, oh, you're being VL. a little rough on Costello. It's not his fault that he's stupid. He had a pretty tough childhood.
3: Is, 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 that that true, true, Cost- is that true, Costello? <laughs> is that true, Costello?
1: Yes, I had a very bad start, Viola. When I was born, I only weighed a pound and a half.
2: Pound and a half? How'd you live?
1: I sold newspapers.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and not only
1: that, I was so poor that when I was in school, I had to keep my feet under the desk. Why? Because I didn't have any shoes.
2: Oh, Costello, that's
1: awful. Not only that, when the teacher asked a question, I couldn't even raise my hand. Why not? I didn't have any suspenders either.
3: <laughs> I I
2: can't stand any more of this sad stuff. I I've, I've got to go to work.
1: Where are you Where working? Are you wor- Excuse me. Where are you working? <laughs> Where are you working, Viola?
2: I've got a job over at the 5 and 10.
1: I'd like to stop in and see you, Viola. What department of the store do you work in?
2: I work in two departments. I sing songs in the music department, and I sell perfume in the perfume department.
1: Well, uh, how will I find out?
2: Just walk in the store, and if you hear anything or smell anything, that's me. So <laughs> <laughs> long, Sasha. That's only half the fun, folks. Just as many laughs yet to come.
1: But first, listen to this. Senior star of the Abbott and Costello show Hal Winters with Matty Malnick and his orchestra
0: Any state in the 48 is great So let's appreciate that any state Is a reason we should celebrate you know you really rate in any location throughout the nation happiness can be found from border to border things are in order so tip your hat to your home ground see that little twinkle up in the blue Oh, glory set aside a special star for you, so take a trip and it will demonstrate that any state in the 48 is great. any location throughout the nation, happiness can be found. From border to border, things are in order, so tip your hat to your home ground. See that little twinkle up in the blue. Oh, glory set aside a special star for you. So take a trip and it will demonstrate. But any state in the 48 is great
1: All right, come out here, Costello You know you're not supposed to make phone calls during the show Who are you talking to? I just called my new girl, Abbott You have a new girl? (laughs) When did you start going with her? Last night I took her for a ride in Griffith Park And I stopped the car and asked her for a kiss She says, how dare you? I'm a Hollywood girl, and I don't kiss men in automobiles. Well, it's time you learned, Costello, that a lot of uh, our California girls won't kiss a man in a car in Griffith Park. Yes, I know. The woods are full of them. (laughs) Anyway, we parked. I held her hand, and then I couldn't get my car (laughs) stopped. It must be this cold weather. What what kind of oil do you use? The regular kind. I began telling her I was lonely. Well,
3: <laughs> never mind that. How
1: did you meet this girl? She wrote me a fan letter. She fell in love with my Sam Shovel detective character. Are you still getting fan mail on Sam Shovel? Sure. Just listen to this one I got today. Dear Lou Costello, I listen to your Sam Shovel detective program every Wednesday. I haven't missed one of them. I've been trying to run to you for weeks now, but I just can't seem to find you. I'm coming to the studio tonight and certainly hope I get a chance to run across you. Mr. Costello, a guy outside says he's just dying to run into you. Well, have him come in. I can't. He's driving a 10-ton truck. <laughs> oh, never mind him, Costello. What have you chosen for your Sam Shovel detective story tonight? Well, it's a case I worked on during the recent cold spell we had here in California. I call it the case of the man who burned his sweetheart's body in the fireplace, or I've got my love to keep me warm. (laughs) Oh, shut up, and let's, let's get on with the case. Come on.
2: The makers of Smudge Pot cigarettes present the adventures of Sam Shovel, private detective, but first... A word about smudge pot cigarettes. You can easily recognize smudge pot cigarettes. They're 11 inches long. Of course, we also make the king side. (laughs) And now a word to our lady smokers. Smudge pots, ladies do not contain apple honey. If you want apple honey, get an apple honey. (laughs) Now let's listen, folks, to what a tobacco warehouse man has to say about the tobacco that goes into Smudge Pot cigarettes. If you all don't get that tobacco out of my warehouse, I'm going to call the boat of Health.
3: <laughs>
2: At auction after auction, the makers of Smudge Pots have put in the highest bids. So far, they have bought 800 watches, 35 sets of living room furniture, carpets, and drapes. If they ever go to a tobacco auction, brother, will we have a cigarette? (laughs) And now, your favorite detective program. Here he is, Sam Shovel, private detective.
1: Yes, I'm Sam Shovel. (laughs) Sam Shovel, private detective. I'm grilling a suspect in my little office. Tell me, who killed Dave the Dip? I know you did it. Speak up. So you won't talk, eh? I'm trying to wring a confession out of him. (laughs) Giving this guy the third degree don't do no good. He's been hit on the head with a rubber hose so much he don't get his hair cut no more. He just has his head retreated. (laughs) Looks good, too. He's got gray temples with white (laughs) sidewalls. I've decided to forget about this guy. i got more important stuff to work on. The studio called me today. They want me to find Sidney Greenstreet. They can't find him. They looked everywhere. It seems he just disappeared into fat air.
3: <laughs>
1: well, back to work now. I'm on a very baffling case. I've been trying to find the solution, but I've been barking up the wrong tree. For weeks now, I've been barking up the wrong tree. I didn't solve the case, but I made friends with a very nice cocker spaniel. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting a lot of new cases lately. <laughs> Sam Shovel speaking.
3: Uh, hello, Detective Shovel. This is Mrs. Fields. Did you trail my husband last night?
1: I did, Mrs. Fields. I'll read you the report. Your husband went to three nightclubs, six different bar rooms, four cocktail lounges. Then at one o'clock this morning, he drove up to Mulholland Drive.
3: My goodness, what was he doing?
1: <clears throat> following you.
3: Oh!
1: Well, I guess I'll knock off work now for a few minutes and have my lunch I've got a sandwich in my pocket Ah, there it is, my favorite sandwich Tuna fish salad with sliced tomatoes and pickles Just dripping with mayonnaise I'm gonna eat this sandwich the hard way The hard way Without bread <laughs> Now for a smoke. I decide to light up a white owl. <laughs> Putting down the white owl, I reach for a cigar.
3: <laughs>
1: I've
0: got.
3: <laughs> I
1: got a slight cold this morning when I came to the office. I blew my nose. Haven't seen it since. Wonder where I blew it. Well, it's about time for my pal Lieutenant Abbott of the Homicide Squad to show up. Lieutenant Abbott only has one weakness. When he takes a drink of bourbon, it goes to his head. It's got to go to his head. His body is filled up with scotch. (laughs) Hello, Sam. Sam, congratulate me. I just broke an important case. Which case, Lieutenant? Remember the crooks? shack? I broke into and found 50 gallons of green ink, a bundle of paper cut the size of dollar bills and a printing press? Yes, that was three months ago. Well, this morning, I convicted that crook of counterfeiting. Brilliant work, Lieutenant. When did you first suspect he was a counterfeiter? A year ago. He came into my office and confessed. (laughs) Any other new cases, Sam? Yes, last night I got a job guarding the bodies in the funeral parlor. That must have been a pretty lonesome job. Yes, I got so lonesome that I played gin rummy with one of the corpses You idiot Corpses can't play gin rummy Then how come I lost
0: $18? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Talk sense, Sam I got word today from the state prison That Melvin Hot Rod, the, the reckless driver Goes to the electric chair at midnight tonight You worked on that case, didn't you? Yes, Melvin Hot Rod knocked off six pedestrians in a safety zone But they can't send him to the chair I've got some new evidence that will prove him innocent What evidence? I found out that Melvin didn't have a driver's license (laughs) Then he's innocent Sam, we've got to stop the execution How can we do it? I know one man that could save Melvin from the electric chair Come on, Lieutenant We're off to the state prison (laughs)
3: Lieutenant
1: Abbott and I arrived at the state prison In this prison are confined the toughest criminals in the country. Let me out of here! I want to get out of here! Lieutenant, this is really a tough prison. Just listen to that guy.
2: Please get me out of here! I can't stand it! Let me out!
1: Sam, lots of guys in prison act that way. What makes you think this prison is so tough? That's the warden. (laughs) Here's the guard captain's office, Sam. Let's go in.
2: Nice to see you, Lieutenant Abbott
1: And you too, Detective Shovel All right,
2: what's on your mind, boys?
1: Uh, Sam is here to see prisoner Melvin Hutrod Oh, yeah,
2: goes to the chair tonight We've got him in solitary He's on Melba toast and water Don't you mean bread and water? (laughs) No, he's on a diet (laughs) All right, step this way, gentlemen Hey, what's going in there? Oh, those prisoners are working They're making California license plates
1: Why are they hitting them with hammers and bending them all up?
2: Well, today we're making license plates for Los Angeles drivers and we'd like them to match the
3: cars. (laughs) (laughs) By the way,
2: what did you want to see Prisoner Hot Rod about, Mr. Shovel?
1: I'm here to stop the execution. You can't electrocute him. Who says so?
2: Have you an order from the governor?
1: I got a more important man than that who will stop you from electrocuting Hot Rod. He'll be here in a minute. This is ridiculous, Sam. Hot Rod goes
2: to the electric chair in five more minutes, and you can't stop this electrocution.
1: He's right, Sam. Oh, yes. Here's my man now. He'll stop it.
2: Did I get here in time, Sam?
1: Wait a minute. Who is this guy? He's the man that will stop you from electrocuting Hot Rod. His name is Alec. Alec who? Electrician. He's from the light company.
3: <laughs> from the light
1: company? You ain't paid your bill in three months and he's going to turn off your electricity. Get him out of here!
2: Now, before Abbott and Costello have their final cling, we bring you one more thought on this subject.
1: good night lou why don't you tell the folks about your sam shovel story for next week well i will folks next week my sam shovel case will be a mystery story i call it the case of the beautiful red-headed lady cook who fell into a pile of boiling goulash or oh, there's good stews tonight
3: <laughs>
1: this great mystery is now being written by our writers our writing staff is headed by eddie foreman with paul conlon pat and Martin Ragway and Len And our producers, Charles Vander. See you next Thursday. Good night, good folks. Night, good night, everybody. Patterson,
3: good night. <laughs> good night.
0: Listen each Thursday night
2: at this time for another great Abbott and Costello show produced and transcribed in Hollywood. Be sure to stay tuned for the outstanding entertainment which follows throughout the evening on this ABC station.